Good morning. A very warm welcome to St. Patrick's Church, Newton Gore, where we're going to be having our diocesan service today. My name is Richard Waller. I'm the Bishop's Curate here in the Kildallan Group of Parishes, uh, soon to be uh, instituted as Rector. Thank you for joining us. We now join to worship God. Sing, sing of God's unalterable love. We will rejoice as we walk in the light of our God. Tell everyone around you of God's faithfulness. We will share the stories of the one who experienced our life in all its fullness. Shout out loud of God's presence with us on this day and in all the days to come. Justice and goodness are God's gifts to us. Truth and love walk by our side. We now sing our first hymn from the church hymnal number 102, Name of All Majesty.
in our lives, we make mistakes. And so we have that time when we can come to God to say sorry for what we have done wrong, when we've disappointed him, when we've hurt others. And so we have a time of confession, which can be found in the prayer book, page 102. The idol of our times is personal independence, but in truth, we are bossed around by our faults, our poor choices, the hurts we cause to others. Yet, by God's grace, we are set free from all these passions. So let us join in offering our confessions to the one who welcomes each of us with forgiveness and hope. Join me as we pray together, saying, Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault, by what we have done and by what we have failed to do. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. And we hear these words of forgiveness. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy on us, pardon and deliver us from all our sins, confirm and strengthen us in all goodness and keep us in eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Having been put right with God, our relationship restored, we can now praise him. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth will proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. I'm going to invite George Taylor to come and read the psalm. The psalm for this morning is part of Psalm 119 beginning to read at verse 105. Your word is a lantern to my feet and a light upon my path. I have sworn and will fulfil it to keep your righteous judgments. I am troubled above measure. Give me life, O Lord, according to your word. Accept the free will offering of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me your judgments. My soul is ever in my hand, yet I do not forget your law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, 
but I have not strayed from your commandments. Your testimonies have I claimed as my heritage forever, for they are the very joy of my heart. I have applied my heart to fulfil your statutes always, even to the end. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I'm now going to invite Henry Jordan to read from Matthew's Gospel. This will be followed by our next hymn from Thanks and Praise, hymn 34, Far and Near, Hear the Call. Following this, Adam Norris will share from God's Word. The Gospel for today is Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 to 9 and verses 18 to 23. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the lake, and great crowds gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach, and he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up, since they had no debt of sign. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Hear then the parable of the sower. When the anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was so sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Celebrate 
My name is Adam Norris. I'm, uh, I suppose you could call me an OLM ordinant. And uh, this is my home church, the St. John's Cathedral here in Sligo. And I'm happy to welcome you here. Before I preach, let us pray. The words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be now and always acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. I'm sure you're all very familiar with the parable of the sower. If I was preaching to a congregation here in this cathedral, I'd ask for a show of hands for those who know it. And I'd imagine there'd be a forest of arms would be raised, or at least that's the dream. Who knows? Maybe one day. But I digress. I'm sure you could list all the different types of soil that the seeds fall into. I'm sure you could list the explanations for each of the types, all of it, in your sleep. It is, after all, one of Jesus' parables that's recorded in all three of the Synoptic Gospels, those written by Matthew and Mark and Luke. But I wonder how many of you pick up on the command that Jesus gives to those to whom he's telling this parable. He begins this parable by saying, listen. Then, at the end, he says, let anyone with ears listen. In the NIV Bible, it says, whoever has ears, let them hear. But in the message version, I think it captures Jesus' meaning the best. Are you listening to this? Really 
listening. Just prior to telling this parable, Jesus had had a, a run-in with the Pharisees, yet another run-in. They'd given out to him about his disciples plucking grain on the Sabbath. They'd taken exception to him curing the man with the withered hand, again, on the Sabbath. They'd accused him of being in league with the devil for curing that demon-possessed man who was blind and mute. So you can imagine the frustration Jesus must have been feeling with the Pharisees. They had no interest in what he had to say and what he was doing, save for how it would impact their authority, their hold, their power over the people. They just would not listen to him. As you know, a very significant part of Jesus' teaching was with parables. There were 38 in total, spread between those three synoptic Gospels. And just like this parable, some are recorded in more than one Gospel. And Jesus used to illustrate heaven and the relationships we should have with God, with Jesus himself, and with each other. The Good Samaritan, the Prodigal Son, the Lost Sheep, the Lost Coin, and so on to name but a few. I'm sure between us we'd be able to name all 38 from memory. There's another topic for a parish table quiz in the future. Sometime in the future, who knows? But I digress again. It would have been a waste of time, Jesus telling the parables to the people, if they weren't listening. In this parable of the sower, the seeds are all his other parables. And if there's any chance for that seed to take root, the people to whom Jesus tells the parables need to be listening. And the more intently they listen, with the greater focus and the greater con concentration, the more fertile is the soil that seed is planted in. I think one of our greatest weaknesses is our inability to listen. Ernest Hemingway wrote, when people talk, listen completely. Most people never listen. We all have a lot to say, but we really don't like to have to listen to others. When I'm in a, a group conversation, I find myself wishing that the person who's actually speaking would hurry up and finish so that I would get to tell my story. And really, it's no different with our relationship with God. How much do we really listen to him? We're very, we're very good at talking to God. We thank him for things. We ask him for things, for help, for healing, for guidance and direction. But do we stop and listen for his reply? When we read his word, how much do we meditate on it and listen for what God is trying to tell us in what we read? When we join together in worship, we come to hear God's holy word proclaimed. We hear it read from the lectern, then we hear it expounded in the sermon. But in order to hear it properly, we need to listen. We need to focus 
and to concentrate on what's being said. In my experience, the length of a sermon is a common topic of conversation in the Church of Ireland. I remember a sermon preached in this very cathedral, which I had found very relevant and uplifting, and through which I felt God had spoken to me. And then as I was leaving after the service, I heard a couple behind me discussing how, at 15 minutes, the sermon was way too long. I was shocked. I wanted to turn around and ask, weren't you listening? If all they could say about the sermon was how long it was, then they can't have been listening to it. I wanted to point out that the preacher had spent several hours carefully and prayerfully preparing that sermon. The least they could do was listen to it for 15 minutes, but I managed to restrain myself. The problem with being human is human nature. We have limited attention spans. We're easily distracted. For me, something the preacher will say can trigger a chain of totally unrelated thoughts, and I struggle to refocus and concentrate again on the sermon. Of course, with a good preacher and a good sermon, it is easier to stay focused. I've listened transfixed to sermons that have gone on for 45 minutes to an hour. On my drive to work in the morning, I listened to a 25-minute sermon by Reverend Chuck Swindoll on Spirit Radio. It's on at 6.30 every day. Sadly, I can't claim to have his gift in sermon preparation and delivery. But if we truly and sincerely have come to church, or in your case, have switched on the laptop and clicked on the YouTube link, if we've come to hear his holy word proclaimed, then we need to spend that time when the readings are read and the sermon is preached, focusing and concentrating and listening. No matter how long it is, or how dull its content or its delivery, we need to listen. The chorus of hymn 350 in our church hymnal, For the Beauty of the Earth. The chorus goes, Christ our God, to thee we raise, this our sacrifice of praise. As part of our sacrifice of praise to God, we need to make that extra effort to stay focused, listening to the sermon. As Christians, we've taken to heart what Jesus said to the Pharisee, Nicodemus, who came to visit him secretly in the night. Jesus said to him, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Yes, we believe that by Jesus' death on the cross, we've been redeemed of our sins, those sins that separated us from God, our Creator. And because we've been redeemed, we can now live our lives back in a relationship with Him. 
And then at the end of our earthly lives, we can look forward to be with him in an eternal life in heaven. But there is so much more to living life as a Christian than simply believing. It's a lifelong learning opportunity. As Christians, we should be constantly growing spiritually. While he lived on this earth, Jesus not only showed us what God was like, he also showed us how we should be. We need to be like Jesus. And to become like him, we need to learn how. And we have the most amazing resource for that learning, the Bible. And in it, there are the words of God himself. In the Old Testament, God spoke through the prophets. In the New Testament, Jesus speaks and Jesus is God. The words are directly from him. And many of the words that Jesus spoke were in the form of parables. And we can read them quite privately on our own. We can discuss them in a group, in a Bible study. Or we can have them read to us. And then we have them expounded to us in a sermon. In all these ways, it is God speaking to us. And the intent in those parables is for us to be the subject of the parables. We are the lost sheep. We are the prodigal son. We are the good Samaritan. And we are the wheat among the tares. If we pay attention and listen closely, we come to realize that in those parables, God is talking directly to us. Each one of us, individually and personally. And then we would be like that seed that's planted in the good soil to grow and bring forth grain. Some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. But before we begin to read, or to discuss, or to hear his holy word proclaimed, maybe we should ask ourselves this question. Are you listening? Really listening? Amen.
we now affirm what we believe in the Apostles' Creed on page 112. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and also with you. Let us pray. Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide and defend our rulers and grant our government wisdom. Let your ministers be clothed with righteousness and let your servants shout for joy. O Lord, save your people and bless those whom you have chosen. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and let your glory be over all the earth. O God, make clean our hearts within us and renew us by your Holy Spirit. The Collect of the Day for the fifth Sunday after Trinity. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose Spirit the whole body of the Church is governed and sanctified, hear our prayer, which we offer for all your faithful people, that in their vocation and ministry they may serve you in holiness and truth, to the glory of your name, through our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. going to invite David Jones to lead us in our prayers of intercession. Let us pray. We pray for Bishop Byrne as he leads the Diocese of Kilmore, Elfin and Arda. And we ask that you bless him and all church leaders in our diocese and around the world as they show leadership, maintain relationships with their flocks and pastoral care and worship in new ways. We give thanks as our church began to open and return to worship. We remember churches and places where they're on the ground and pray that they will continue to worship there, their faithful God. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. A prayer for people who are sick and bereaved. Jesus, our healer and comforter, 
We place into your gentle hands all those who are sick at home, in nursing homes, in hospitals and hospice, those known and unknown to us. Remember them and their families, ease their pain and heal the damage done to them in body, mind or spirit. Be present to them through the support of family and in the care of doctors and nurses and fill them with the warmth of your love now and always. Give courage and companionship to grieve families as they grieve the loss of loved ones. Surround them with your love and give them the strength to meet the days to come. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God the Healer, we bring our thanks that the coronavirus is coming under control and we pray that it will continue. As lockdown eases, help us to act responsible so that we keeping ourselves and others safe. Be strong and comfort to those who lost loved ones to the virus at this difficult, difficult and grieving when families could not say goodbye or have, or have friends and colleagues attend the funeral. We ask your guidance and wisdom for all who are working on medication and vaccine for Corona-19 and for those in authority who are making decisions about relaxing restrictions. We pray for medical staff as they work to reduce waiting lists and treat patients. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. King of kings, Lord of lords, we pray today for statesmen, leaders and rulers. May they be quiet in spirit, clear in judgment, able to understand the issues that face them. May they, they think often of the common people and those behalf they must speak and act. May they remember that in keeping thy law is man's only good and happiness. Grant them patience, grant them courage, grant them foresight and good faith. In their, in their anxious, be thou their security. In this opportunity, be thou their inspiration. By their plans and their actions, may their kingdom come, thy will be done. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. A prayer about God's creation and thanks for all he has given us. Lord, we thank you for our world and we praise you for the gift of life and for the things that make each day so special. We thank you for the animals, the birds and the fish, for flowers and trees and for everything that makes your world so special. Lord, we praise you for the mountains and hills, for the rivers and the lakes, the seas and the oceans, and for all those things that make your world such a special place. Lord, we thank you for the things to drink to quench our thirst, and for food to eat that helps us to grow and gives us energy to serve. Lord, we bless you for everyone with whom you share every day. Each of us, from the youngest to the oldest, is special to you. We thank you for the music to play, the songs to sing, for holidays to enjoy, and time spent with our friends. For new things to learn, 
and for discovery to make that makes being alive in the world such a special place of your love. Lord, we thank you for the empty cross, for Jesus died for us, so that each of us might experience you and your love for all of us. For the empty tomb that tells us that nothing can defend you and your love, a love which is always reaching out to make us a special friend. Lord, we thank you for your gift of life, for the promise of a new life, and the assurance that whenever we go into your world, we can know that you will be especially near to us when we put our trust in Jesus. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We bring together our prayers in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We say together the grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us all evermore. Amen. We sing together from the church hymnal, number 484, Lift High the Cross.
been lovely to have you with us this morning for our service of morning prayer. And we conclude with the Diocesan 2020 prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we want to catch your vision for these dioceses and for our parish. But to catch your vision, we first need to listen to you. Too often we leave you out. Forgive us. Help us to catch a sense of where your spirit is leading. Give us courage to love and serve you. Give us boldness to proclaim Christ faithfully and to build your kingdom. Lord, come to us. Our door is open. Amen. Let us go forth to walk in God's light. We will show others the way to God's heart. Let us go to bring hope and healing to the world. With a gift as simple as a cup of water and as complex as our lives, we will join Jesus in serving those around us. Let us go forth to gather up the little ones of our communities into our homes and hearts. With the gift of the Holy Spirit, we are no longer strangers, but God's family. We go with God's blessing. May the love of the Lord Jesus Christ draw you to himself. The power of the Lord Jesus strengthen you in his service. The joy of the Lord Jesus fill your hearts. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.